have a great day of relaxation. Of course, my greatest joy is watching football all day. <laughs> you believe that? Now, now, my wife, she likes, she's an Alabama fan. Of course, she's from Alabama. She's a loyal Roll Tide person. So occasionally I watch football with her. And I, it surprises me as excited as she gets about football. And uh, she, she loves it. And uh, I love watching her watch it. And, uh, but I don't want to do too much of that. Not too much football. It's, uh, I can't imagine some people I know are not even here this morning in church because football is their, I mean, their, their thing. They love it. But I'm glad you're here today. And uh, that just says a lot about your love and devotion to our Lord. This uh, <clears throat> sermon, usually all preachers are concerned about that last sermon of the year. And uh, I was thinking about the last sermon that I would preach in 2017. And I prayed. I said, Lord, what would you have me to speak on? And I've been thinking about it for a good four or five weeks, thinking about this morning that I would be speaking. And the Lord laid this message on my heart. Uh, I always preach on the things that he wants me to preach. He is the chief shepherd. Amen? He's the boss. I'm the paper boy. I just deliver what God wants me to deliver. And it's important for me to get the, the, uh, the mouth of God, and I want to be the ear to receive what he wants me to preach on this morning. And, and there's a, a, a profound text that the Lord deeply has impressed on me to speak on. And uh, I kept coming back to it and coming back to it. And this past week, there was a strong revelation of God, a strong demonstration that this is a total affirmation, confirmation on what he wanted me to preach on this morning, which I thank God for that. But this morning, I, my text is found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 22 and 24. And this is what the Bible says. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? The answer is no. You will go down to the place of the dead. For the miracles I have did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on judgment day than you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for this morning service. We thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ and many of our friends who have come into this house this morning, into your place designated for worship, for praise, and Lord, for the purpose of the expounding of the truth. Now, Father, we'll pray that you'd speak to all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a very interesting text. It's a text that gives us a pointed lesson about being exposed to the nature and the graciousness of God and failing to respond the way God wants us to respond. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject on three dangers in the face of blessing in 2018. Beyond of a shadow of a doubt, all of us can acknowledge the fact that we are a blessed people. If you believe that today, raise your hand and give the Lord the glory. Amen? Give him the glory. But there's a danger of seeing and feeling and, and, and witnessing God's presence and work in our life, but failing to respond of worshiping and praising him. Now, I have found that God doesn't have to explain or reveal anything to us. 
We made our choice a long time in the Garden of Eden. When we chose to disobey God and we threw our lot in with the devil, we all fell down into sin like a, like a bunch of dominoes. God could have wrote us off right there and left us all to perish in a place called hell. But because of his great love for us and because we were unique in creation, because we were created in his likeness, he chose to build a bridge to bring us out of that place of condemnation and bring us into a place of salvation. And that is done through the work of the cross. It was his sacrificial work. It was his plan of salvation. And that was to bring fallen man back to a place of reinstatement, and even into a greater place of being joint heirs with Jesus. He chooses to bless us in spite of ourselves. And in, in the midst of this divine act of God's divine intervention, God is very sensitive on how we respond to the gifts of all of God's grace that he bestows on us. And I think one thing that God wants to see in our heart, and it's paramount, and that is a, a spirit of gratitude and a, a spirit of sensitivity of God's goodness. In fact, this was the case of three small villages on the northern end of Israel, on the upper end, near the Sea of Galilee. There were three little villages that Jesus basically poured out many, many of his miracles one was this little town called Capernaum. This was the home. This was the headquarters of Jesus Christ. This was his tromping grounds. This was his home base for his ministry. There was another town called Chorazan. And Chorazan was also another little town on the seaport of the Sea of Galilee that was only about two or three miles from Capernaum. And this also was a place where Jesus did many, many miracles. In fact, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find that the city of Capernaum, Chorazin, and Bethsaida, these three triangular uh, villages were the prominent cities of Jesus. These people were a blessed people because Jesus lived in their midst. They could go out and pick up their, pick up their paper in the early in the morning, and they would see Jesus teaching people by the wayside. They could be going to the store and bypassing Jesus as he's healing people. Jesus would break up a funeral procession and raise the dead. In fact, Jesus did many, many miracles. In fact, in Capernaum himself, this little town was a blessed town, about 35, 40,000 people. But after the years of ministry of Jesus Christ, that population grew to over 100,000. Chorazan also, this little village, grew to over 100,000. They were beautiful places to live. Their livelihood was fishing. They lived off the resources from the Sea of Galilee. And, but Jesus mainly poured out all of his miracles, his lessons... In fact, you've heard of the feeding of the 5,000. That happened between Capernaum and Chorazan. You've heard of the story of, of the Sermon on the Mount. That happened near Capernaum. You've heard about uh, Peter, his mother-in-law, that was very, very sick in the Gospels, and Jesus raised her up off the sickbed. You've heard about the leopards, the 10 leopards that we preached about not too long ago. That happened in Capernaum. In fact, you remember the story about the man that was let down through the thatch, uh, through the thatch roof because they needed to get him to Jesus because the crowd was so great? That happened in the city of Capernaum. In fact, there were multiple, multiple miracles that took place in these villages. Jesus constantly 
poured out the revelation of himself. He validated his identity by performing one wondrous work after another. And it's just cataloged. There are probably so many miracles that these three little villages had the greatest opportunity more than any other town or any other city that has ever existed than these three cities. They were blessed beyond measure. And yet, the most amazing thing about it, miracle after miracle, funeral homes that were disrupted, funeral processions that were disrupted, leopards that were healed, the, 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 the mute were loosed with their tongue and they could speak, the deaf could hear. As we read about all of these miracles, there was something indifferent about these people that lived in these three villages. Somehow they were interested in the miracles. It was entertaining to them, but he never changed them. They never surrendered themselves to the sovereignty and the lordship of Jesus Christ. They soaked in all of the things of interest, but they never became devout followers of the Lord. And that's an amazing. And Jesus said, because you've been exposed to so much truth, because you've been exposed to my blessings, because you've been exposed to, to my gracious goodness, because you've been exposed to so much of my presence, I'm going to hold you at a high level. Because to him that is given, much is what? Required. This morning, I want to speak to you on the three dangers. In fact, the three dangers of being blessed in the face of 2018. There are three things that I don't want us to do. I want us to be a blessed people. I want us to be a blessed church. And, and I think about this so often, and that is God wants to bless us as a congregation and I want to speak to you on, on three areas. And number one is the danger of a closed and indifferent spirit. In fact, Matthew eleven fourteen and 15 says this, And if you are willing to accept what I say, the one the prophet said would come, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now, the people of these villages were very much enamored with what Jesus could do, but never surrendered themselves to him. They observed his miracles, and God revealed himself through the miracles and the lessons on the kingdom of God. That's how he revealed himself. And by the way, God is still revealing to us himself through the ministry of preaching. Now, some people hold preaching as a very low uh, important uh, work today in the generation in which we live. But God speaks to us through the preaching of the Word of God. That's God's venue. That is God's plan. God's plan is through the preaching of the Word of God is for the purpose of revealing himself to us. And let me say something. To hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God preached is a blessing from the heavenlies. You are blessed because of the Word of God. That's God's goodwill to you, that you could hear truth that it could change your life, that you could become a follower of God and become a child of the kingdom of God. Titus 1.3 says, But hath in due times God has manifested his word through preaching. God spoke to the people in their day through miracles and lessons on the kingdom. When God speaks to us on Sundays, it's a work of God's grace. It is a work of grace that we should hear his word this morning. 
The difference between a dead church and a living church are the people who listen and understand with their hearts. Biblical sermons are not just received as topics of interest or the opinions of men, but rather when the word of God is received in the hearts of the people, that is then that God does his greatest work. Can I read a verse to you this morning about this? 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. This is what the apostle Paul said. For this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because, listen, when we received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. You see, there's a danger of a closed and indifferent spirit. Some people come to church and think, well, that's the opinion of Pastor Tim. That's the opinion of what people think about religion. My friend, the word of God will never have any effect into your life and in your heart until you come to revere and to hold the word of of God high in its standard and receive it as from God himself. That's when God does his greatest work. One of the spiritual dangers in the last day is a lack of reception of the word of God. Revelation 3, 15 and 16, I know all the things that you do. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were either one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. What is God saying? Because you have not been receptive to the word of God. The word of God has authority in your life. It has authority, and when we surrender to the authority of God's word, it is then that God pours his blessing on our life. And when we get that, when we wrap our heads around that, and when we realize we've been bought with a price, we are not our own, and we surrender to the biblical principles of God's word, and we surrender ourselves to the authority of the preaching of God's word, then our lives begin to to be shaped in a manner that becomes like Christ. And then number two, I want to look at the second danger, and that is the danger of 